0: podcast presents
1: today guys we're in for a new episode of the ebs's just go podcast the podcast where i interview ebs students and alumni to talk about their experiences and their erasmus trips so before we say anything further we ought to go ahead and say hello to today's guests but actually we should say konnichiwa because we're going to japan today with frank and Yuni what's up guys how are you doing konnichiwa hey,
2: man thanks for having us yeah i'm glad to have you here
1: Um, so, uh, pretty, pretty much how the podcast work is about first, uh, a little bit. We're going to talk about the school and then we're going to talk about the fun stuff. This is a school podcast. So we have to talk about the school. So you guys were in, I swear to God, I am really sorry for not being able to pronounce, uh, the, the city properly, but you guys were in what city and what school?
2: Uh, Nagoya. So we, Nagoya is basically below Tokyo. Okay. And we went to the Nagoya, um, commerce and business school. Yeah, Nagoya uni- University, University of Commerce, commerce and, and, business. and Business. Okay, yeah. and it's it's it was actually quite far away the campus itself from our um, living arrangements. Mm-hmm. Oh, but, you guys lived together? Uh, well, we lived in the same like student dormitory, yeah. Yeah. but we had our okay. separate apartments in okay, there. Okay, alright, I get you.
1: Yeah, not a bunk bed situation. No, 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 Exactly. No. Okay.
2: It was very nice actually.
1: Yeah. 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 So okay, so but you were li- how far away was the commute then?
2: It was actually with a
0: train and a bus. I think the train yeah. was like 15 minutes and the bus after that was half an hour. So 45 minutes uh, okay. to get to the school.
1: That's, solid, that's a solid commute though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: and this, I guess, and also in rush hour traffic. So it was, it wasn't that bad.
1: Man, that sounds delicious. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so you guys, okay, let me get this right. Nagoya, same dormitory. Same school, you guys were transiting together and everything, you know, or you guys were like, "Nah, man, I see you back in EBS kind of situation."
0: No, no, we were transiting together, but we had like separate times, separate classes, so okay. it, it depended on whether we were like to go with each other or mm-hmm. separately. Like okay. it all depended on the days.
1: All right, and then what was your what was your standard day looking like, time wise?
2: Well, it, it depended actually. Sometimes I woke up around six fifty. Mm -hmm. Um, school started at eight and then was it eight or nine? Oh, basically 6.50 and it went all the way until five, Mm -hmm. then you get the commute home. So maybe you get home around, um, half half past six, you know, you eat and then after that it's studying and, you know, so sometimes the day itself went from 6.50 to eight in the evening or nine in the evening. That was sort of the very busy day um but usually we just uh had like one class so it was from like 12 to 3 and um yeah i, I think it was very comfortable but the thing is the classes themselves were mm-hmm. super long they were around what was it three 300 minutes yeah yeah 300 minutes so it's like a day y- yeah it was Not one, one class one class Yeah.
1: so well, you said 300 minutes as in like you had three hundred minutes of one class in one yeah. day. Yeah, and
2: then there was a break. And then you eat eat food, and then there was a second class for another three hundred minutes. So, so. you'd have two classes a day then. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god. That's the Japanese way—is just to you know you get into the mentality and you're in there for a long time. You know, you're just doing your thing. That sounds so much fun. <laughs> yeah, because you know EBS is like forty-five minutes or something a class, so you go from that one more. Yeah. I mean, I one was and a sh- half hour. Yeah, I yeah,
0: mean, it's that's it's even twice. if you show up to <laughs> yeah. two classes. Uh, actually, that uh, showing up is mandatory. Otherwise, you will fail class. Only yeah. you can only skip one time, I think. Uh, it it was once or twice, but then again, you need a good reason for that.
2: Because okay. The classes are so long. When you miss one class, you miss a big part of the education.
1: Yeah, I can imagine when you're doing four hours. It essentially boils down to being like when you have when we have, when we in a here when we have our guest lecturers come and they're like. Four days, we're really going to learn an entire semester and you're you're in the class for eight hours a day. So I can imagine how intense it was. Speaking of which, um, could you guys, like, I guess because it was so intense then, could you just get up and leave during class? Like if you had to go use the bathroom, was it like strict like that or – Because I've seen guys literally just gotta be like, I'm gonna go take, I'm gonna go have a smoke break in the middle of a law lecture, and just be like, I'll be back in fifteen. Yeah, pretty much
2: you could. Yeah, you you could, but it was funny. There's some teachers that professors that you know they said, okay, you can go, but if you're out of the class for more than five minutes, I'll remember it. So you had to go there and you had to sort of be back. In a pretty fast time. Some teachers gave like this uh, walk of shame look. That oh, you're going to the bathroom. Okay, during my class. You weakling. (laughs) Maybe it's an important part. Why are you going now? You know, you never know what they're thinking.
1: So, uh, how big was your? um, You guys were the only Estonians then there. And how big was your
2: Erasmus? I think it was around like 40, 50 students, uh, people from very different countries, uh, all the way from America, uh, Middle Europe, uh, we had people from Asia. So mm-hmm. it was it was very good uh, to see the different nations. But the thing is that we actually, we, we were hoping for more contact with like the Japanese students, but because of the cultural environment, mm-hmm. Japanese students have to follow a certain path in their school take. They can't really deviate from, you know, the take like uh, different lessons uh, or, or something that goes against their degree mm-hmm. because they, the, when you get a job, it's like a marriage. Uh, you're there for life. Yeah, as uh, a salary
1: man, kind of thing. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So r- right now, I think it's more, you know, it's sort of changing with the new generation. So yeah, that that's why we were with the Erasmus students, and we didn't really have that much contact with the Japanese students.
0: Okay. And of course, there's also the language barrier thing that yeah. uh, they don't really speak English that well, and uh, they have they lack the confidence to talk, even if uh, their English is really well, well, bad. Yeah. But once you get past the barrier, you can actually see that some of them who have studied like five, four years, they have like proficient English but they just don't have the courage to come uh, speak with uh, foreign students.
1: Okay. So how big was your school population size then? Because I think EBS is about 4,000 student. We say 4,000 on the website, but I have never uh, seen more than yeah. 500 in the building. <laughs> Neither. Um,
0: I think same,
2: but could be more. It's the same, but the campus is totally different. The campus is like you there's a big archway of a gate and it's like very big. And you go in there, you don't even see the school at first. It's There's some like tennis fields and there's some rivers. And and then there's the actual, there's a pyramid shaped building that's for the foreigners, uh, Erasmus students. Then there's uh, like different buildings for the actual Japanese students. So it's the whole campus itself is like a small country. It
0: feels like. And of course it's divided into two. Actually, one of one campus is where we went to. It's called Nishin. And the second one was actually inside city center so uh, for, for, the, uh, ma- for the master students for the master students yeah so we didn't Very actually uh, talk with them at all only in our dormitory um
1: okay just roll back did you say a river
0: yeah there there was like a
2: lake and a river flowing by so sometimes when we went to visit the library you can actually go through like a small forest path that, it was really scenic yeah
1: yeah we have a parking lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it was crazy. Uh, yeah. I'm just i'm i'm an i'm an uh, i'm an a min, uh, fuck. I'm imagining what that must have felt like, and I'm just thinking like, I have to pay for parking here.
0: Yeah, for me actually, it was like uh, the first time uh, we arrived. The, the Danish campus, yeah. it was just almost like the same feeling as uh, when you first time travel and you go off to foreign country and you come out of the plane and you're like, wow. And I just looked outside and was like, okay, some schools are like that. <laughs> yeah, that's the same. Okay, so,
1: um, correct me wrong, we've, we've spoken about your dormitory, that was your living accommodation, school, same size as EBS, and then you have the most <laughs> badass campus i've ever heard of like i mm. i love in the states where we're like oh my god our campuses are good like tau tartu could be like we're pretty much all of tartu that's what's what tartu is just the university tau tau tech's like we have that building that has wood on the side of it kind of mm-hmm. looking thing
0: you guys are like river actually uh, uh, our baseball
2: field was there as well because they have like the different uh student organizations that do different sports there so
0: and, um, I, I'm our sorry. room was pretty much a uh, pyramid. It looked like yeah. a pyramid, glass was, pyramid. Yeah. Okay. So it's also like, there's, there have been some uh, heavy designers.
2: There's pyramids inside the pyramid. No, no, it's, no, no, it's no, no. one pyramid, but it's with a glass ceiling. So you're in there, you just look uh, into the oh, sky. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I get you. And it deviates into different classrooms. So the okay. main center inside is like a glass pyramid. And I feel like I have to mention as well that um I think it's great that EBS offers like a partner school like this. Mm-hmm. And also the lecturers themselves were really amazing because they had, every lecturer is required to have a PhD and many of them come from different countries. Uh, we had one lecturer from the United States who worked at a Wall Street bank mm-hmm. and another one who was in Tokyo, Waseda University, a security analyst and so forth. So... It, it's great to just, you know, the things they teach, it's very good. But you can also uh, hear their stories about how they worked in these firms and what happened.
1: Okay. Uh, that being said, um,
0: how big were your classes then? Like student ways? Uh, Pretty much yeah. the whole, or, or I can say some classes were like 20 people. Okay. Uh, some are only 10. Uh, maximum maybe oh so these They're, were not big hall uh, lectures then. no they were big halls but uh but because ca- uh, well because there are uh uh only these erasmus students we thought mm-hmm. in our like sector then basically as my sister were uh, erasmus students that was the capacity
1: okay
2: yeah.
0: this did
1: um I, I think in the last podcast uh, i was also bringing up something to the effect of um what e b s Well, EBS doesn't have a river. Um, The one thing that I will say that EBS does better than any other school that I've ever been to, and I've been to 10 schools, so I think I'm fair enough to say EBS really allows for students to have a personal connection with their professors. And more importantly, I have like four of my professors on WhatsApp and I can... Uh, they've got through homework, or they help me study, we ask advice, whether it's personal or professional or educational. Did you have the same ability in that? Because that sounds, I, the education system, um, I know is very strict, it's very demanding, um, I, just, my understanding of the Japanese culture is that, um, it's a very hierarch, high, hierarch, higher, hierarch, hierarch, hierarch. hierarch, 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 hierarch. That one. Hierarchy. <laughs> pyramid. Uh, words. Yeah. Um, th- were you still able to have that kind of connection with your professors and stuff?
2: I, I think we definitely were. Uh, maybe some professors more than the others, but we we still, like, overall, it's it's very different from the actual Japanese classes. Okay. It's still for uh, Rasmus students and... Uh, like we asked one of the professors like where can we uh learn more like about the Japanese language where where could you possibly find a job if mm-hmm. you wanted to and they always agreed to help us.
0: Okay. So. We even asked like investment advice some, yeah, yeah. for some minute but like the the classes themselves are very very different from uh, what we've used uh, in EBS. In okay. here it's uh, kind of a lecture type but there was mm. like mandatory you, you always had to talk. Back with I had to have I have to be in discussions and uh, uh, that yes. made also the connection possible.
1: Okay, yeah. Um, so, are you guys planning to go back then?
2: Um, me
0: definitely. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Well, but separately, it's the same. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> we
2: just want like more of a cultural trip. I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I haven't been there in
1: years myself. I I. Um, how far are you away for you guys from Tokyo?
2: It was like 200 kilometers, I think, with okay.
0: the it's, uh, like uh, half an hour, not half an hour, an hour, an hour with Shinkansen. Yeah, the bullet oh. train. Okay. So.
1: And did you guys get to go to other
2: cities around the country? Which ones did you go to? Oh, uh, definitely. Yeah, like everywhere we there's basically the thing you, with japan is every city is like its own country because oh, okay. you know tokyo is a very metropolitan place where you know people go to party and then you have the big uh, or institutions the banks mm-hmm. uh kyoto is a very very old sort of one of the oldest cities where it's all about the culture and heritage there's and so a, forth yeah there's a reason that city
1: didn't get bombed yeah
2: so we we basically traveled from Tokyo, Kyoto, Osaka, which was like the big mm-hmm. triangle, also to, um, Hokkaido, which is the island above Tok- uh, Japan, mm-hmm. like above the mainland. Um, and also do these like smaller villages or places where you get to see more of the countryside and the sort of different life. Okay.
0: That's so the only place we didn't go was like, more of the downside okinawa uh, yeah. okinawa yeah. we didn't go that's basically where... where the re- really really warm weathers are yeah
1: that's where i used to live yeah i mm-hmm. was there for about three and a half years it's um I'll, I'll be honest with you i was very young when i was there um but okinawa is not the same as mainland at all it's yeah. a very different culture um but it's great weather there's a ton of americans there though there's yeah. a literal ton of us the uh,
2: u.s bases as well yeah i
1: w- lived on a marine base there well, I think we have I think what is it? We have one naval base, two army bases, and then two Marine Corps bases. Mm. But yeah, no, that's stellar fishing, you go snorkeling every day. It's beautiful. Longest place people ever lived, though, which is really weird. And also, uh, Japan always has a special place in my heart. Um when I left Japan, um my dad was uh my dad was still in the military at the time, and uh we were taking, I think it was a C, uh uh C one thirty they have a system where you can fly in a C-130 for like eight bucks across the Pacific. So we mm-hmm. we went from Okinawa, uh, then we flew into Hiroshima, and then my dad at eight at, when I was eight was like, you know what, we should go see the Hiroshima mm-hmm. World War II Museum. Mm-hmm. And if you know anything about Japanese people, they tell the whole story vividly. Yeah. And uh, that was my that was my experience of Hiroshima. So I just wanted to. Wanted to let the audience know I saw burning bodies. It was enjoyable. Uh, but we've 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 I've done my obligations. I've asked you about the school. I've asked you about this. Let's let's get let's get real, boys. Let's get real, real. Okay. Well, what was the social life like? Because the audience did to hear. But Yuri, my my man over here, you you got yourself a uh, you got yeah. Why don't you say it? I don't want to say it, man. You you were able to find a Japanese
2: woman? Well, yeah, you like when you're in school, you definitely socialize with other people still, even outside of the classes. So there was, there were like community events and so forth. So it was, it was great in order to like the student organizers, they were very active. They always tried to like make games or do these, uh, even, they even rented like a big, what was it? It was actually it was the house in the uh, campus itself yeah. where we got to like stay overnight. Okay. So yeah, from there, it's definitely a great place to meet people. So it was All fun. Right.
0: But otherwise, I think that language barrier is still, it's quite it's big. big. If you, if you really, you really have your shirts, uh, I also found one, but like, uh, so you, uh, so it's a two for two kind of game. Yeah. You guys, <laughs> yeah,
1: high five that one. Um, okay. Sorry about interrupting you there. Just want to,
0: uh, yeah. Outside of school, uh, I well, if we consider like clubbing and uh, all of those things, then um, if you don't if you don't speak the language, it's really really hard. It is. It's almost impossible. I've been to Narva. I know what a difficult language
1: is like. Yeah, on a well, Wednesday is, night. <laughs> this is
2: nowhere near like that. That's it's Japan is crazy in that sense okay. because you know when you first arrive there. You even you want to find the way to your apartment or mm-hmm. something, you know, everything's especially in Nagoya. Nagoya, like I said, every city is very different. Tokyo has these English street signs and so forth. Yeah. But Nagoya is mostly catered to the Japanese working people. It okay. has Mitsubishi. It has the big companies there. It's a very industrial city. Okay. So they're just ordering food or something. You, you have to get by with at least some sort of Japanese because Either they don't understand you or they bring you something else, so.
1: That's part of the adventure. Yeah. Do you yeah. guys Now, do you guys speak Japanese then? Uh,
2: we, we we're do, studying. We're studying right now. Actually, right? we continued our studying after the Erasmus. We There's this uh, Talena Rafa Uligor, which is like the uh, university that offers language programs. So okay. we are on our second course in Japanese right now.
1: Oh, and what does that translate to an A, B, C scale? Where are you guys at?
2: I think it's like an A2, maybe maybe
0: yeah because maybe. the the thing with Japanese is they have like a whole different system they have yeah. from you have to learn three down. different
2: alphabets so
1: well, okay I, I mean yeah. I know the complexity the language where you mm-hmm. have um
2: what is I it? think it's an almost like an A2 yeah okay
1: yeah, maybe you guys can watch anime without struggling though right no uh, you still need the subtitles subtitles yeah. definitely yeah. okay but you can yeah. auditorily understand what they're saying though.
2: yeah it's, it's like some parts of the language but the thing is anime uses a lot of anime language it's mm-hmm. it's kind of different from the everyday conversations
1: okay then that should have been the question i
2: should actually that's bad on me you
1: guys were able to understand what people were saying then
2: uh yeah so for example if you're in a restaurant and the waiter asks you something yeah you can usually understand what they ask okay. you so it's like these things but again like 60 70 percent of our studying experience has been hiragana which is one of the uh alphabet systems then there's kanji which is for foreign words and also um no, katakana uh, yeah. for foreign words and then kanji for the kanji very like complex the symbols
0: chinese so, characters yeah. basically so it, it takes a long time just to study that there are like three thousand kanji characters that you need to yeah. learn before you can consider yourself uh a- being able to read a uh, newspaper or okay. be proficient enough to Uh, speaking uh, yeah so this is like a lot
1: of flash cards you need to be doing yeah Yeah. Yeah. okay you got you estonians are the weirdest people i've ever ever met in my (laughs) life you guys be like you know what it's a cool culture but i just want to suffer for years on end just want to read the (laughs) newspaper (laughs) yeah pretty much
2: yeah it has its own rewards but it's definitely very difficult Uh, but I, i think we're now starting to like um sort of see the fruits of our labor because we understand the character system more so we can actually start learning the words
0: and conversations. But actually, better. if you want to know how hard the language is, they themselves learn for 12 years their own language. And that's why their English is so bad, because they don't have time to study English. They have to learn their own language. Yeah. I do not understand languages that are that complex.
1: Um, I think Turkish, uh, when the Turkish revolution was going on, Turk changed the alphabet from Sanskrit over to latin it made everything easier mm. just make it easier mm. like i get the i get the cultural keep the connection but like even estonian i don't understand why you
0: have like Ugh. like uh, you know what i'm yeah, saying you know, too I'm, yeah like uh, 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 i'm from like sorry so uh, i really can say it also <laughs> yeah man so, represent we yeah,
1: yeah I, mr purist over here i can see all the letters <laughs> um okay so but Other than that, though, so would you say that your experience mainly in Japan was around this international community really hugged, hugged really tight to that? Because my international experience of Estonia has been like, nah, bro, I'm out of here. I'm only Estonians. Like, what would you how would you guys take your experience as in regards to that?
2: I I think it's it's sort of like it it was definitely first off the Erasmus students themselves. Uh, We we talked with them a lot. Then it was certain Japanese people Mm -hmm. that, you know, were actually willing to make the effort to talk to you in English or, you know, in very bad Japanese. And then, yeah, I think it's sort of... If you want to make, like, experience the culture and find the right people, it takes years. Uh, For example, for us, one of the big things about Japan is car culture. Mm -hmm. So we... We managed to actually get into that sort of field as well. We, we managed to like go to these gatherings to see the cars. Okay. But in there, even you need somebody to guide you, somebody who knows English and Japanese. Uh, car culture, just Fast
1: and the Furious, Tokyo Drift car culture? Almost. We
2: saw Paul War- Walker's, uh, Skyline as well. It
0: was like an exact replica of that. So yeah, that type of stuff. No, it was, it was pretty rad, but it's nothing yeah. like in the film. It's, it, but it was like street racing. Oh you got to see street racing. Yeah. Dude, that's incredible. Yeah. There's
2: there's like you can get uh, lessons for drifting as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's an we we
0: drift met is a, like a cultural element of yeah. Japan, so it's uh, You guys yeah. did take drift lessons though, right? Uh, we we
2: didn't, we didn't, But we we want to because we met a very famous Japanese drifter yeah. who actually offers these services. For mm-hmm. example. So, Again, if you have somebody to guide you, you can see Japan in a whole different level.
1: Okay, so you were saying that, so you're saying then there's a, va- there's a vastly different way to see Japan
0: yeah, in both yeah. sides of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I understand that. Um But you have to make a lot of work. Like you almost yeah. kind of have to, uh the Erasmus uh, program is, in that country keeps you like a little bit like uh, in a cocoon. Yeah. So but to get out of it, yeah. you sometimes have to make your own like blockades uh, to stop it and then, spurs out and find these Japanese people who are uh, gonna get you where you want to get.
1: Yeah, so to, I guess uh, to the, was Tinder difficult then
2: in Japan? It's very difficult. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because okay. um, everything's in, in like nobody's gonna have an English profile there. You're maybe You're gonna use in Tokyo. Google Translate a lot and yeah. then okay.
0: finally they understand that, okay, something's weird with your language, yeah. <laughs> and then they will really plucky. <laughs> so wait
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, i mean i'm just asking because i'm trying to get more information mm-hmm. language stuff you got
0: blocked because you were using google translate on tinder if you if you basically if you uh, use google translate yeah it, uh, it doesn't translate uh, to anything similar to what yeah. they would use in the language okay. so they will see that okay that guy doesn't know anything what you're talking about i even can't understand what he's saying sometimes so yeah. uh,
2: Because the when you translate an English sentence uh, in Google Translate to Japanese, Mm -hmm. the thing is the Japanese language structure structure is uh, composed in a way that in English in English you would say I go to school. In Japanese, you would say school I go do.
0: Right? Yeah, kinda.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's in a reverse way. And then when you put it into Google Translate, it's it has a very difficult time to sort of adjust. Oh, mm. so it's kinda of like in German
0: how they're flipped. Yes. Oh, ah, yeah. okay. All but right. even even more messy. Yeah, it's it's very messy. Yeah, I'm not
1: gonna be like my German is <laughs> way more difficult than your Japanese, <laughs> no, no. but mm. Mm, let's pay respects where they pay. You know what I mean? Like of course. Yeah. You you're killing it in the Japanese though. I, I respect that. I would never um that being said, I would love to go to Japan, but I don't think I would ever learn the language. Like, I've mm-hmm. lived here for three and a half years and I still won't learn your language just because. You don't have to. No, I don't. And that's, yeah. I feel like, I feel like when I, whenever I do, whenever we do this podcast, right, mm-hmm. I always like, like comparing my experience because I didn't do Erasmus, right? Mm-hmm. I moved here when I was 18, mm-hmm. straight out of high school. And I, I was like, I don't want to do an Erasmus because. I'm already doing Erasmus essentially. I'm just doing it for a very, very long time, and like I'm building a career and all this, all the stuff that comes with long term living. Yeah. But like, even I was like, I'll learn the language, and then I was like, mm, you know, really don't have to. You just, if anything, you just need to know a little bit of Russian because that's more. Honestly, I think Russian is actually more important sometimes than Estonian is.
2: I
0: agree with you. Yeah. yeah.
2: So yeah, I mean, if you, it depends on what you seek okay. in Japan. So. If you seek the tourist experience and like then it's totally fine you can go to these manga stores for example Mm -hmm. you can you can buy your comics and and that type of thing it's totally okay especially in tokyo um if you want an experience that's more like seeing the other side of japan you either need the language or you need a guide somebody to like a friend who speaks japanese
1: okay um and this being said if i could circle back to you guys wanted to go back are you guys planning to go back just for like a vacation to like study more Are you w- wanted to make the jump to permanent living there for multiple years
0: i would actually like to live there for like three to five years to okay. get the to be the salesman or man and get the corporate job and whatever okay. to be like in the strict environment for at least for that amount of time after that i would rather not but for a short period of time, I would like to try it and also maybe do uh master's.
1: Oh, so you actually want the, you don't want just the the general, like, you want the actual proper Japanese
0: experience. Yeah, maybe. I think it's will be a hardcore life lesson.
1: Yeah. Do you like intense things? It seems like you guys are a very intense duo. I have to say this. You're very, and I've never, like, I'm a comedian. And like, for mm. me, it's like, oh, goddamn, I have to. My struggle is like, oh, I have to go into the city tonight to do a show. I show up. I have a great time. Like, I got to I gotta put my pants on. I got to do this. And you're like, man, I want to work nine to five. I want to do extra work. I want to study a super hard language. You are a very dedicated set of guys. It's very impressive. I actually feel under like I feel like I'm not doing this enough service, but you guys are very intense. It's very nice to hear that you really want to embrace that that different side of Japan that most foreigners I don't think would actually be brave enough to do. So yeah, that's I don't know where I was going with that. But yeah, and do you
2: wanna be a salary man as well, then Yuri or I, I appreciate the compliment. Thank you. Yeah. Um i basically with actually going to Japan, the way when you come back, you already have a very, very good school on your resume, like mm-hmm. your C V. And Japan is a place that I think offers one of the best educations you can get. Okay. So if anybody considers going to Japan, that's already one of the major plus pluses mm-hmm. in there. Uh that being said, when I came back from Japan, I also sort of utilized that and immediately caught like an internship in a very good company. Mm-hmm. So I do recommend it. Uh also I am kind of like a salaryman right now. Uh, when 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 thinking about Japan, It would be an amazing experience if you can go and be a salaryman, but the society is very closed. So you definitely need to learn the language. I I, I spoke to one of the Japanese people and they said that being an employee in 7-Eleven is one of the already a very, very difficult place to even get uh, hired because you need to have an above intermediate Japanese language. You need to know omotenashi, which is like the way of servicing customers. Polite, polite language. Yeah. Okay. There's a uh, geiko, which is like a separate polite language for Japani- Japanese. And so, it's very difficult. If you can get it, it would be amazing. Are you saying it's yeah.
1: difficult just for Japanese folks?
2: It's it's for difficult everyone. for everyone. Okay. Yeah. Foreigners uh, even. The foreigners most. very difficult because for every foreigner there is ten thousand japanese who also want to get a job mm-hmm. so to actually get hired you need to apply to multinational corporations like rakuten which is uh, has a lot of uh, foreign people working there
1: okay all right so if you wanted the asian experience it's easier to just get a job
0: in china then is what you're getting right. kind of but yeah. uh, but it's uh, it's still it's not going to be that strict for uh, foreigners okay. like what i've heard is uh the difference between japanese and uh, and uh, then foreign workforce is like day and night that we uh, they still like oh okay you did something wrong okay it's n- not yeah, they're very worried on the okay. foreign people more
1: all right yeah because i i maybe my understanding of it is this um which is great because it's like it's a very businessy talk for a business school <laughs> last last podcast we talked about get, like people getting stabbed and stuff so this is this is awesome um I find that in Western culture, especially because, you know, I started my, I really started working here, um, and part of the startup community is that, what's the classic phrase we have? Uh, we don't, uh, we hire for personality and train for skills. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. that's, I'm very much so in agreeance to a degree with that. Like you should have some aptitude in what you're applying to do and the skills you're trying to do. You should have some general ability in that. Like if you're, um, going to do marketing, you should have a, an ability with creativity to find new avenues. If you're an account, you should have very good math skills. Is it the same thing in Japan? Is it? Is it? Will will train you like we see value in you, or is it very much so? you don't have results, we don't care, there's someone else kind of situation.
2: No, this is like I said before, it's like a marriage. So okay. when the Japanese person goes through their school education, the first off, their parents have to make sure that they get into a very good university. Mm-hmm. After that, they have to do well. And then in, I think it's March, when it, uh, when they're graduating, becomes the job hunting time where all of the country, the students are hunting for jobs. And then they usually get an internship for like 10 days to see. And when they get a job, it's, they're set for life. Because the company tries to sort of imbue themselves in your life by offering to pay for your car, for example, or mortgage and so forth. So you're sort of in debt to them and you stay in that company. Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, actually, it's, uh, it's, you're embedded in it so, so much that when, uh, let's say, your wife gets pregnant, and the company starts to pay or double the wage because they don't want your wife to go to work so that you can she can stay at home with the kids and uh, you you would still be in the company 100%. Yeah,
2: but things like you know you want to stay at home, you want to be a stay-at-home dad, or you want vacations—those things you can kind of forget because yeah. it's not going to happen.
1: Okay, so we're because you know uh i i think in the states we it used to be that culture where you you know you turn 18 you sure, you you do what you do at 18 and then around like i guess our age now um you kind of settle into one profession and then if your trade you're that trade for the rest of your life if you're going to a company you would stay in that company for as long as you could until it failed or you got fired um i guess this is like a very much so it's like joining a cult is the best way i could put kind of. it you are
2: well, you're born into it. Mm-hmm. Okay, is uh, it
1: also very much so a family based thing where, you know, if you have a, a, I'm not saying nepotism is big there, but like, is that something you have to think about like, well, you know, my dad's rich, so I, I'm kind of covered there because I feel Estonia is not so much the family base, but it's very much so who, you know, and if you're connected, you can make stuff happen.
2: Yeah.
0: Can you remember the nepotism statistics? We actually had like... Es-
2: Estonia has some nepotism problems, definitely. There's connections and so yeah, forth. But in Japan? Uh, in Japan, I, I, th- I think it's still a big part of it because if your father or your, your family is rich, you get into the better schools usually. Okay. So, and that also sort of plants your career forward. Yeah, you pay your way to the top. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, overall, I think like when when you get a job, the people are celebrated into the company and they usually have to do something weird like sing karaoke or dance in front of the people. So that's their way. of. But you're also, while I understand the
1: experience of having a, how do I say, uh, well, I don't, I understand the experience you're describing where you're very much so endowed with the company and you're really part of it. Are you... Are they considering their employees and is it very much like a family like you? You feel because the worst thing I would hear is the stereotype of the company doesn't care about you. They're just you're a slave to the machine. But they really they really care about you, though. They really want to see you do well because your success is their success. But like if they're willing to pay you double to keep your wife at home so she can take care of the kids like then, it's a it's kind of a good deal, though. Is it though? Or like how, how do you guys see it as Westerners from looking inside?
0: Well, I think the right keyword is family. Uh, yeah. kind of they' uh, maybe even uh the corporate families in in that country is mm-hmm. gonna be uh, bigger than your real family like okay. it's, so, it's so embedded yeah All right.
2: it, I- it depends on the size of the company okay. but uh overall, yes, and also the further you stay the longer you stay, the more you get these bonuses, and the bonuses actually make up a huge part of your overall salaries that you okay. get. So you you so you actually may
1: at a certain point just be living
2: off bonuses instead of mm-hmm. yeah they they're substantial okay and what is yeah. the
1: what's the average like like if you guys move to Japan what would you be expecting to make
2: um, in euros I do believe the average salary in Japan is about like two thousand six hundred or but in Nagoya it yeah, was like it, five thousand yeah it it's it's starting. Depends. It's the average, usually. Just average. Yeah, that's when you, when without, you like, Without start. Any,
0: uh, any extra bonuses or anything, because, just salary, yeah. average salary.
1: Is, is this due to the fact of how expensive it is to live there? Is this...
2: It's it's very expensive. The apartments in Tokyo, for example, you pay big money to get a very small apartment. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely... And also Japan has one of the lowest unemployment rates, but mm-hmm. it's due to the fact that they give jobs for everything. You can You can have your whole job being that you hold a sign. Yeah, so that's why it drives the average salary down a bit. But the people who are actually at the top, they're they're making very big money. It's a bit like a socialist country in yeah. that way. Oh, it's
1: yeah. cool. No, I only, I only I only bring up that because um, I was maybe I'm wrong. Please do correct me if the, mm. this is actually interesting. I'd love to hear your input on my thought my theory. Um, my watch is hurt my finger. I don't believe that an average salary is a good indication of quality of life, nor is it a good indication of how well off you are because you know i think that living in estonia we have an ex in europe standards and former soviet union standards and even comparative to the united states we have a very good standard of living here but we don't make that much money in comparative to sweden who may make three thousand a month and we make you know on average like what 1200 1400 just but also our living expenses are so much lower that I got I think the most expensive room I've ever heard was somebody lived right right next to stock when they paid like six hundred dollars a month for mm-hmm. a small room but you know you live out where I live and 600 a month will get you a small house. so mm-hmm. it's all kind of what you value but is it do you is it same there is it how what do you think of that thought like I don't like I know it's important to ask some people will be interested but I don't think that looking at like well you know in New York City you could be making six thousand dollars a month but you think, well okay, you're making six thousand dollars a month but what are you paying to live in that city? what are you able to put in savings what are you able to reinvest what are you able to spend yourself because here you could you could make 1200 and you could your entire expenses could be 400 and then you could just have 800
2: to blow through at anything you wanted to do so what do you guys think about that well I I think that I definitely agree with you on the point that for example Estonia is a very good place to live even though our salaries are not very high uh, in Japan also the society is well everything's clean there's the crime is so low you can be in a Starbucks you can leave your laptop on the table and you can go to the bathroom and it, nothing will get stolen so i think the the society is built in a very good way mm-hmm. um there the cost of living is high especially for a foreigner i think but if you are sort of if you get married into a company and if you're a good like salary man, I think it's a very very good place, one of the best places to live on earth.
0: Okay. Yeah, I also yeah. agree with that sentiment. Like, I I would say that uh, uh, looking at uh, average salary can, can be one of the biggest mistakes you can do when you choose like uh, what what country to go to or what life path to take. You just you just have to um, have to look how much of that money actually gets to your pocket Mm -hmm. and um, maybe just take it as a percentage base. Okay.
1: Um, With with how intense... Uh, it's For Japan, though, is it a standard 9-to-5 workday and that's it?
2: Or are talking way more hours? I, I think uh, you can add a few hours on top of that. Okay, it, it depends on the company. But some salarymen, they can't really or they shouldn't leave before the boss does. And mm-hmm. sometimes the boss works until 12 or 1. Okay, So it, it depends on the job and the company. But many people uh work overtime and that's led to the high suicide rates as and
0: well. also even after that they have like this uh sometimes mandatory drinking parties that you have to yeah. go t- with your colleagues after you have had like yeah. 18-hour work shift and you don't go home yet. yeah you 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 can't go to your family your boss asks you out you have to go <sighs> but yeah. that's all for like still right now we're speaking only about Japanese okay. uh, culture, oh. because f- for foreigners it's not that harsh mm. we yeah. are more uh, more
1: like you they're more like you couldn't drink with us mm. you can't handle you'd be like I'm Estonian man <laughs> <laughs> I have you heard of vi have you heard yeah, of yeah. <laughs> vodka we make that I'll show you um but in but do you think that as a as a foreigner going into it I know that they're more accepting of it but is it if your goal in a couple of years is to do your master's and then really try the salary man's life, do you think it's sustainable for you? Is it sustainable for anyone? Do they have the ability to be interested in hobbies and, and, and whatnot? Do they have the time to have creative outlets and stuff? Cause you, you're, the depiction in my head is this is a very intensive, not saying it's not rewarding. It's a very mm. intensive lifestyle. Um, like with, with stand up, you know, I find that it's one of the most rewarding things to be your truest self or an an image of yourself in front of 200 people and just giving yourself to the moment and getting immediate feedback. It's some of the most rewarding thing. It is draining on the amount of hours I've driven just to do five minutes on stage. Mm -hmm. And so you know I see that as a valuable cost of my time to the reward that I get out of it. And that's not including the hours I spend writing and I review and stuff and studying and all this stuff. Do you see that, that 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 you know working twelve hours a day is really this intense level of work is something that is super valuable where you're willing to give up some sort of creative outlet you have or a passion you have or do you even have to do that? Am I am I mis- am I wrong here?
2: Well, the main thing is that most foreigners who go to work in Japan go there as English teachers. This is the thing, the sort of job that's very high in demand because as a foreigner, you can end up teaching English to either schools or corporations uh okay. high-end management or students it doesn't matter but uh, these do you are, need to speak japanese to be able to do this no and could, yeah
0: could like they would actually like if you didn't speak anything i just uh, yeah. could,
1: could in theory i don't mean to cut you up in theory could we just all apply and be english teachers it or is there could, some re- yeah. is there
2: requirements no there's programs for you and they they sort of take you they place you in somewhere in japan okay so you don't really know where but you go there and you start teaching but the thing is usually you can't really progress with that job. Okay. This is three years and then after that your contract ends, you start from the beginning again. So for foreigners who are thinking of going to teach English, short term, good, long term, not good. Okay. But if you go there as a salary man, or you can get into a good company like Rakuten, I think it's very rewarding.
0: Yeah. Okay. But what you were saying about uh, maybe losing some of the interests, uh, yeah. I think this is going to be probably the case. Okay.
2: Um, At the job, definitely.
0: Could you be. you really have to be a uh, different kind of breed for that kind of job. Uh, like for me, I don't think I would last more than five years. That's why I have like this short-term goal.
1: Yeah, no. I I, so from my understanding, just the brief conversation, your my envisionment of what you want is you. You want to have this full-fledged experience, just diving deep into it, and then be like, mm-hmm. I did it. I'm yeah. going home, man.
0: Yeah. Next, next check mark.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going back to the summer cottage for like three days. I just need a break yeah. and mm-hmm. go sauna and stuff. But yeah, no, it, it it
0: makes a lot of sense to to hear this, um, because we were talking about uh, vacations before, yeah. and uh, actually there was this, uh, I, one Estonian guy who was there. Uh, he, he was interviewed, and he said that this year, uh, I had like two days of vacation only. Like, that, it's it's normal not to take out your vacation because it yeah. uh, shows that you're more responsible yeah. more your weekend anything. though right yeah, you have yeah. Mayb- maybe
2: maybe it depends but yeah, yeah. usually you w- when you start taking out vacations especially at critical times or you start being more of a stay-at-home dad that's when you stop getting promotions okay that's usually how it goes
0: and the promotions can be like six figures so yeah. you really don't want to be at home it's
2: a uh, uh, high risk high reward um what about
1: While I, because of the company, you know, it sounds great, all the Mm. benefits, you really married into it. So it's kind of like, uh, it can be, it's an interesting situation to be in, especially as a foreigner or as just a Japanese uh, worker. Um, what's the situation like, um, in regards to your wife just had birth? Are you, I'm assuming paternity leave is not a thing there, or are you allowed to like, you know, hey, boss, I'm going to take 45 minutes off to see my kid's birth and I'll be back to
2: Do <laughs> <Well, I>, more work. <laughs> I think you can do your 45 minutes, but like a big paternity leave is uh, not so common. Okay. Yeah, and um, there's like when you dedicate yourself to a company, you you stay there, you work there, you work long hours and you don't quit because when you quit, that's like a taboo in Japan. Okay. Once you've quit your company, you're seen as a sort of a lesser employee and you will never reach the same amount of bonuses you get again in a different company
0: okay. unless you are yeah. recruited by another company yeah oh so, so
1: unless you're headhunted, then yeah okay but if you left or got fired mm-hmm. or some stuff you're
2: yeah. yeah so paternity leaves like in estonia these these things don't really happen there
1: uh, you know because uh, i actually just learned that the way the system here is the, the maternity leave in estonia is incredible you get 18 yeah. months and then if you have a kid within like the first like was it nine or ten months then you mm. can get an extra like 18 months you could take three years off and just be like it's cool i'm yeah. getting paid but i like i assume um how do i say like if if you had a say your son was born on a monday morning and you showed up for work on thursday afternoon is that that's cool i think just
0: cool. Okay, that's fine. All right. I'm just in our, our school. Yeah. We had, uh, you could take up to two days if a relative died, uh, of a yeah. uh, break. Yeah, two days. <laughs> you could <can laughs> skip two days if uh, somebody close family, if it's like, uh, or already like grandma, then you no, yeah. like your
1: grandma died. Yeah,
0: uh, come, come that's over. That's cool.
1: Just write her a note. She'll read it later. It's yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm just, I only asked that question about the maternity and paternity leave just so I can really gauge how intense the culture is because you know i mean yeah i was i was a kid like i was like eight when i left japan so like my in okinawa is not this vastly different it's very different like i think the story my dad told me is he was out drinking uh he was out with the without he went out for a celebration of the marines mm. and uh they were going to this one bar that was run by the yakuza and they were like they're like, no, no, no. This isn't for you. There's a. They walked. They walked the like twelve marines to a different bar to be right. like, oh no, this is the place that foreigners are allowed, and you're you're cool to be here. This is kind of a Japanese establishment. So I know how the Okinawans are that way. So mainland, you know how? What's the time frame and everything? How severe and stuff? Because it's kind of it's like seems super fast moving while the same token it just it feels like it could stand still at the same time. You know you're very easy to get trapped in one location for your life mm. but it seems like it's moving at a pace that's relative to ours is
2: light speed mm. so yeah yeah they're very courteous to you so even if you go to a wrong place uh usually you'll be fine okay in that sense and um i i think overall still that even though it's a very hectic place it's a very high pressure place uh, this is again this is our view from being there for one year mm-hmm. but I think it says something that we were there initially for six months and yeah. we actually asked EBS and the school in Japan, if we can extend our stay. And they were very nice to let us do that because I knew it sort of posed some headache to them, but, but that just shows how much we sort of fell in love with Japan. Yeah. And I, I think that the uh, students in the future will most likely feel the same. Oh, That's well,
0: great. I would say that if you're uh, the kind of person who gets like offended a lot, then Japan is not the place because you can't you will see uh like notes yeah. f- no foreigners allowed or uh, uh, like kind of uh, there there
2: can be some racism towards yeah. you but it's it's a very sort of they, if you get that out yeah. then
0: it's really nice the they nature expect is nice you to understand it because yeah, yeah.
2: it's their culture mm-hmm. too bad
1: yeah, yeah. no i think i i you know, coming from uh, as a foreigner here, I understand the. Exp- you know, that's actually my biggest thing with like Martin Helman stuff in Estonia. If we if we cut out the mm-hmm. Japan for a second, go back to Estonia. Yeah. I don't get why he gets as much hate as he does. I don't understand your political system at all. I think it's very confusing. You your you know, local elections are far more far more important to you guys than they are in my country. Um, but I think Martin Helma's approach of um, how do I say you know, just being like, you know, the country's so small, we really need to value our culture, our language. And while phrases like blacks go back is highly racist and inappropriate and should never be said, the root of the idea is still in a way is still sincere. If that may, am I crazy to think this? Like it's, it's like, it's his form of protecting his beliefs and his identity. And you know, if you see another nation saying, sorry, bud, you chose to come here. The same thing is like, if you chose to move to Estonia and be like, what the, like, why is it cold? I can't curse on this. Why is it cold? Why do I have to buy a Heli Hansen mm. to stay warm? It's so expensive coats. Why are they so expensive? Like, if you came here, you're like, but you chose to move here. You knew the depression was going to happen in February. Um, So I, I I, guess the same thing I'm just saying in, J- in Japan, the same thing is if you get offended. It's like, but you chose to come here. You you have to appreciate what you did.
0: This is not a one way street. It's two ways. Well, and that's think, why yeah. I feel that nobody's gets offended there because like, you, you exactly what you said. You go there, you already know it, and I actually respect them most for that because, well, you're kind of in the in the place, but you know exactly where you have to be. Yeah. In, in
2: terms of Martin Helme, I think Estonia is just looking out for its foreign relations. Yeah, but um, overall. The things that happen in Japan could never happen in Europe. These there, there were many cases, for example, one very high prestige university had different requirements for female students as it had for men, males. And then it came out in the news. It was a big sort of scandal, but it just quietly went away. They had this, uh, there's an inequality. And, you know, there was one company that just forced women to not wear glasses because it made them look, uh not so appeasing to the customers okay. so so there's these things in japan that happen uh that couldn't happen in europe but it's
0: i think they're slowly progressing towards making i would it better, say that yeah. th- the same things are happening in europe also we just don't talk about it and yeah. it's a- other way around like uh it's uh it's it's vice versa of the what's it called the, um I can't remember what's name it. Let's let's not talk about politics. <laughs> well, I, well, anyways, yeah.
1: No, I th- I think I get what you're saying. There's a um, mm. there's there's a move for equality in the nation between the genders, um, and I think I think in certain situations there's there's a warranted reason to have these discussions mm. on any format. You know, whether it's three. St- Three straight white dudes, and I assume we're all straight. Uh, I'm just gonna assume uh, that's not to me assume your gender, sexual orientation, or <laughs> identity, okay? I'm not assuming oh, no. it. Oh no, we're there. <laughs> but that's my thing is like for us to be like, oh, we're, we're, you know, if we take the ultra leftist approach, well, we're liberal and we're progressive and this is what we're doing. It's just, you know, we can make the claims we never know the experiences of others unless they're they have the opportunity as well and so if anyone wants to talk about their experiences in Japan as a female and your experiences I'd love to have you on next episode please contact me and Caleb Brunick on my Instagram Caleb Caleb Brunick or message the marketing department we'll figure this out but what I'm getting at here is I think while it may feel tough and, un- and uncomfortable to have these conversations we need to have them because we never know if a female from EBS is going to go there we don't need to give them the wrong impression the same token is they have to understand what they're walking into. They have to appreciate and respect it because, quite frankly, um, I remember going with some Erasmus guys to Narva for a startup project, and there were dudes who were wa- who were acting highly inappropriate, and not even just like, oh, this isn't the place. It's like, dude, we're not in a we're not in Teleskivi anymore. Like, this is a Russian club at three in the morning on a Wednesday night. These are real Russians. You don't act this way. Uh, you need to be quiet, buy him a drink, throw him a pack of cigarettes, be fine. So I'm ranting here, so I'll just stop. But you get what I'm getting at, I think. You know, there's yeah. a time and place for everything. And I think it's important to just talk about, you know, if, if, there, is a dis- if there is a disadvantage with women where you need to not wear glasses because you're less attractive, well...
2: Well, not for erasmus students so yeah. if you're an erasmus female <laughs> student, it's, it's <laughs> totally fine no no i but, think that, uh, uh, that
0: it's it's just for the local they will have a people, right? uh, in japan yeah, if, yeah. If, if you're fem- <laughs> they, because yeah. you clubs are free for females yeah uh, actually uh, there's a lot of like, benefits yeah, uh, i'm yeah. sorry what
2: the, yeah actually uh females usually do not have to pay for club entrances mm. they get more free drinks and there's many benefits to sort of their gender in Japan. I think the issues that we were talking about were more for local people who were just trying to have their life and get a job.
1: Yeah, no, I get where you're going. I'm just, yeah. I'm offended myself now. Yeah. You get you get free drinks and free, you get free club entry because of your gender? I'm sorry, what? Uh, where's the equality in this world in (laughs) Japan there's
2: positives and negatives everywhere so
1: and I think that's something we have to we have to come to grips with is that there is a uh, no one is across the board equal but we all have our positive negatives I sadly I've this has honestly been my favorite podcast of the entire season. Great is, to hear, man. I, I really Thanks. enjoy this conversation. And honestly, I'm going to talk to Lisa and see if we get you guys back in for a part two. I really want to dive even further into the culture and, and I really want to, I, I want to know more about it and I want to really analyze all parts of the, the society because I think that's something more interesting than just the school. Well, it's whatever. Um, but that note, do you guys have any final takeaways from the conversation or from your experiences you would want to highlight and
2: share with the audience? Want to go first? No? All right. Uh, <laughs> so anyways, if you're thinking about going somewhere in Erasmus, uh, Asia, especially Japan, for at least from our experience, is a very great place to go. It's good for you from the education perspective, from the cultural perspective, you can travel around. Uh, watch out for budgeting. Uh, it can go, you can go through your budget very fast. Uh, if there's any sort of questions that you have and you will definitely have, then feel free to look up our contacts. Uh, we've already uh, wrote to at least one student who asked about Japan. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Oh, just, but on that note, uh, if you guys mm-hmm.
1: could just give out the easy way to contact you, if you have any questions, that way the audience can ask.
2: Uh, I think you can just write to the uh, student department for our emails. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, works. Yeah, so, okay.
0: But I have also one tip, um, kind of try bringing your own food a bit, because uh, after a while, mm-hmm. Although Japan's food is considered as one of the best in the world, for an Estonian person, it uh, it will get bland quite quickly, and yeah. you want your own potatoes and <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: yeah, your own oatmeal. Yeah, like, I had like twelve packs piece. of oatmeal yeah, with me. Yeah, I I loaned from him. Yeah, I I mean. <laughs>
1: I mean, we have so much smoked fish here. I'm just trying to see how you get tired of that. I get the potato part, yeah. though. Yeah, you, you eat enough rice. You're like, nah, I want... I want cartol Well, it's just
0: so spicy. Everything is so spicy. So sure. your, your... Your palate will, like, literally overload there. And okay. after, like, yeah. three months, you, you just want normal food,
2: and when you go to the store, you don't even know what to buy. I mean, we we were st- we were uh, searching for
0: hand soap for over forty minutes. I searched for flour for six months. Yeah, in food, in one store. Like oh, 100%. flour as in white flour. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't find any. Finally, found it was like hidden away in one compartment. And yeah, there's a lot of like squids and other things, mm-hmm. and uh,
2: but yeah, finding the things you actually want to eat it's very difficult. Well. I mean, <laughs> it's a difficult country, but it's very rewarding. So yep, I think that's definitely. where we'll wrap it up. But
1: all right, guys, it's been a beautiful conversation. I'm definitely going to talk to least to see if we can get a part two going on, have you guys back in studio, hopefully very soon. So again, thank you guys so much for... Um, you know, hanging out for like last 45 minutes to an hour and we'll have you back in. I, I'm being very repetitive for no upon reason. I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to close this out. But anyways, guys, uh, that's been the Just Go podcast, uh, going to Japan. Um, we're going to have him in for part two. I'm going to try to do that as I just said four times. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to have him back in hopefully soon in studio live for you guys to view. You all have a wonderful night. Uh, stay safe in these COVID times and see you guys next week with our next episode with whatever country that may be.